Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. I feel like people in other countries are going to start listening to not only this podcast, but American social commentary and news podcasts as a way of getting their horror fix. <laughs> like, yeah. I wanted to start the podcast by being like, soon, depending on your state, you, if you're a woman, will have to take a pregnancy test. It will be illegal for you to leave your state. And I used... Ugh. I used to be like, oh my God, these people are extremists. That's not going to happen. But like, anything is possible now. And that's really horrific. Like, yeah, that's, that's so un-American. And I know it's like, well, we're so horrible, whatever. Allow me to have that, that to not be able, that's like, I think it's some sort of constitutional right or some sort of amended right to be able to travel freely within country like one could do in the EU. And so mm-hmm. that is so scary. Um, and we're all learning and, you know, it's funny because of TikTok, like everybody gets the same realizations at the same time. Like we all get the news, like if you are convicted of of an abortion and you go to jail, then you're a felon. You can't vote. Like it's all becoming crystal clear how deeply insidious and evil this all is. And I don't think there's anything that I can tell people that they don't already know. All you can do is keep beating your drum, I guess. Keep, having these conversations because I don't think people fully grasp how horrific it is until you bombard them with details. Right. Because it seems so impossible and like nothing's going to happen. So we're just like, oh, that can't happen. That's crazy. Oh, Trump can't win. Uh, oh, oh, we're not going to lose our rights. There's no way a rape 10-year-old girl would have to cross state lines to get an abortion. Oh, wait, it just happened. She had to go to Indiana yeah. from Ohio. And I think people don't quite know those horrors. And to an extent, I get it, especially if that doesn't affect you. You're just like, what? That's, oh my God. But the more we speak, I guess the more we give, this is going to be a weird turn of phrase, but the more we give life to these facts and stories, the more they become a hard part of our reality. So let's capitalize on that now before people are numb to it while the information is still horrifically fresh instead of just not talking about it or yeah, this is the time to say when your parents' friends visit, how are you? Oh, I'm tired because I've been reposting a petition on how to try to get Clarence Thomas impeached. Like this is the time, how are you doing? Well, women's rights are under attack. So I am fighting for that. 
to keep bringing it up. And I think as women, we're uncomfortable with being, making people uncomfortable and being loud. Like the horrifying realization, I'm like, I don't know if I'm made of the stuff revolutionaries are made of, but I I have a microphone. So that's the most I can do. I have a little baby, so I don't want to go to jail for anything, but I, within my rights, because what they want you to do is fuck up and do something illegal. And then they got you. Like everything they're doing Uh is constitutionally legal. And so we got to be smart. Don't get aggressive uh, in an illegal way. Because then you'll go to jail. You can't do anything from jail. Right. Be smart. Be smart, but also fuck them. (sighs) Okay. In non-horrific news, which is all I think about, on the other side of children, there was a little girl on my plane who was maybe like eight years old. Mm Mm-hmm. And she was talking to her sister, who was like a couple years older than her the whole flight. She had the most annoying voice. And I kept looking at her because she spoke, she talked so fast and so much. And the sister was like half ignoring her. And it sounded like a sped up chipmunk. Like this is how she was talking and it wasn't, it wasn't even like a valley girl thing. It was just like, anyways, when you get home, I don't want to do that. But, but, and I just like, how do you as a mother, like you could never pull your daughter aside and be like, you have a really annoying voice, so people will naturally really not like you. <laughs> I have a question for you about planes, having mm-hmm. just been on one for the first time in a long time. Um, Anything well, you want to know, other than, every, other than how it flies. Has everyone always looked so, like, unwell? Like, I feel like people in airports just look unwell. Like, there was just a kid passed out in a pile of pistachio shells. Like, all the children look feverish. Is that just post-COVID that I'm eyeing up all these kids or does everyone kind of look like maybe they're dying? I just think that when you see people in an airport and a boarding area, you are at your lowest point of social interaction. You are tired. You've been there forever. You've been stripped away of your right to have your own water unless you brought a thing. (laughs) Food is expensive. It's really not dissimilar to being outside. You have no rights. And especially with the way air travel is now, like you're just at the mercy of some shitty company that like didn't update its software. So I've always said, if you want to see, if you want a glimpse of a post-apocalyptic world, like just go to any airport and the way people behave. I mean, this this kid that was in the pistachio shells, he was by himself and I was eyeing him up like, why is that kid like asleep in a pile of stuff? Like, is he unwell? What's happening over there? And then I went and sat away from him and these two people were splitting a whopper. From Burger you told, King. You said this, la- or you told me this in person, sorry. I must have told you about this, but I keep thinking about it, that they ate it and they didn't give any to the kid and that was their kid. And I just keep thinking about where what's happening. Will they be on my flight home? I think that's good parenting. You're like, let's not poison our kid. We won't split the Whopper. I know, but the kid was hungry when he woke up. <laughs> I'm always amazed at people's readiness to just fall asleep in public We were in Las Vegas this weekend and we went to Omega Mart, which is this massive art installation. It's like a giant dystopian futuristic grocery store attached to this thing called, I think it's called Area 15, even though it's Area 51. And it's this like, you know, it's, it's, you go once, that's it. You don't need to go. But there was this one like shaded, like spacey looking area with trees and tables. People were sleeping. Like we're in a museum and people just have their (laughs) shoes off. They're just passed out. I'm like, did your ride not come? (laughs) <laughs> like is this is it's just so trashy. No, I'm already fighting to not fall asleep in like an Uber. Like I'm not going to fall asleep somewhere outside of my home. It's 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 not like a park. Like it's just oh wow, you really feel comfortable anywhere. Your comfort matters the most, so I'll just pass this sleeping men 
man. Like we're at a FEMA shelter. Like what is happening? Anyway, but you've got questions. And actually, you know, people more and more come up and they're like, oh my God, your podcast made me feel so better. And I'm using it to feel better. Sometimes we have to focus on little things. Like I get so overwhelmed with the amount of news that I read. I actually just went on TikTok and I typed in coffee. And I just watch people pour coffee. But then that girl, that one girl showed up with like the long nails and the, she has like a ring and the sweatshirt hand. And it's like, here's my hand. Here's my fucking sexy hand pouring this Dalgona coffee. Like, I don't need that. And then I went and made a cup of coffee. Oh, it felt great. It was a, a little packet. You just pour some hot water into it and you have your own coffee. Just one cup. You're drinking out of a packet? Oh no, it's in a cup. Okay. It's this like Swedish brand. And it's got its own little little thing and you pour it. It's a single serving for emergencies. I didn't want to make a whole pot of coffee. Nobody wants it. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. Questions. <laughs> okay. Hi, Liza. Emily, tiny baby and the fur kids. I have a burning question and would appreciate your wisdom. I'm devastated by the recent reproduction rights amendments in the USA. Even though I am not American, I absolutely feel like it's a war on women and I don't support it one bit, which is what I expressed on my social media. One of my male relatives in his 30s responded with a conspiracy theory that this came out of nowhere and is just a loud way to affect the future elections and to urge everyone to express immediate support for the Democrats to shift the voting balance or something along those lines. Obviously, I don't know anything about the politics in America, but this seems like a cruel way to belittle and shift focus from a pressing and devastating issue. How can I respond to this person in an informed way and hopefully convert him into an ally? P.S., I already imagined this message being read in Emily's soft voice. It's funny because as you were reading it, she doesn't have a soft voice at all. As you were reading it, I thought it was like, he was saying like, this is just a way to get people to vote Democrat. Like, let's do it. Like, it sounded weirdly positive. Um, Your relative is deeply stupid and not unlike many very conservative men, likes to gaslight. This is a tactic used. First of all, you can tell him, hey, quit parroting whoever's got their hand up your ass. Um, if you really want to get, I mean, first of all, you're, it's tough when you're not from a country. Like, I don't expect you to know everything and I certainly don't know everything. But if you really think the calcified bureaucracy that is our nation could rally this quickly and get something done without years of appointing these types of judges, this type of thinking, these types of people who support and thought the election had been overturned, you are giving us way too much credit. This thing took decades, years. And uh, I, even if he is belittling it, I would just ask him, be like, okay, are you okay with your daughter being raped and having to carry Don't- that child? No, that is Why? not how you convert someone to an ally. I'm not saying you that's them, wrong. You, no, we have to stop being afraid of saying like, of saying the word rape to men. I'm not saying you shouldn't say it. I'm saying absolutely you can say that. This person doesn't know what they're talking about, but that's not how you get an ally. I'm not asking, no, but you know what? Logic, first of all, whatever you say, he's going to say that you're hysterical. You don't know what you're talking about. I have heard very logical, sane arguments. And the guy is just like, you don't know what you're saying. It's a, it's like a war cry of guys. So I would get armed with your facts. I would do some Googling. I'm actually fascinated by how, re- this is not you, but just in general, how reticent people are to use the Google search engine. Like I was like, hey, you guys, you've got to, it will take millions of people. But I'm like, you got to stop spending money on companies who contribute to anti-choice candidates and movements and 
you know, uh, things that are bad for the environment, investing in fossil fuels. And people are like, right on. Do you have a list of these companies? Girls, I am embarrassed that you are so lazy that you couldn't just Google what companies donate to pro-choice candidates, what companies donate to anti-choice. I'm not a researcher and I did it. But I think we're fucked if you can't even be bothered to take you to think you're smart enough to t- for your on your own initiative to Google those companies. I just noticed that. I think Googling is a very is 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 a very valuable skill that so many people don't have. Like there's so much information out there that people don't somehow don't know how to find. And look, you got to make sure that you're getting the correct information because Google isn't always correct. There's so many things there, but it- But wait, hold on. Saying I, that's silly. Google gives you several articles. It's not one. So cross your, check your what, references. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. everything on the internet isn't true. Folks, you but- have to wake up and quit hoping someone will do it for you, okay? Like help in the way you can. Use your fucking fingers. And as for you, young lady, he is just going to try to gaslight you. I would have a rational conversation. And be like, explain your position. Yeah. And you'll see it'll start to fall apart very quickly. Yeah. And then bring up his his wife getting raped. See how happy he is. Unless he hasn't already done it. Okay. What is up, all you beautiful people? I recently was messaged by a girl I went to high school with that I never talked to. It was about the recent banning of abortion. I am pro-choice. She doesn't know my life or what I support, but she randomly told me I was part of the problem. I can only assume it's because I don't post any political things on Facebook because I don't think that actually helps. I replied to her saying, I'm sorry, what did I do wrong? She continues, a better question is what exactly have you been doing to help our cause do better? I'm a male in the LGBTQ community that totally supports abortion and she doesn't know what the fuck I do with my life. I blocked her out of frustration because I knew I just started a screaming match. My question is, how do we explain to ding-dongs like this that stupid Facebook posts don't do anything? Also, what are some things you think we can all do to help this cause? Also, thank you for teaching me what autodidactic means. Okay, let me say this. As first of all, she's horrible, and we tend to backbite a lot as liberal people. Yeah. Um, it happened. I'll never, I will never mark my words, forgive this person. I won't say if it's a boy or a girl because I don't want anyone to whatever. Suss it out. Well, even as I'm saying it, is it too you know what? incriminating? You know what? I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna fucking oh, say it because the, the time for civility is done, and here it is. Um at the beginning, like in the pandemic, at the beginning of the Black Lives Matter movement, Noah and I used uh, Don't Panic Pantry as a way to dispense information about like stay at home, don't keep running out. And we did our best to put out like positive links, resources, information, because we were all learning all this stuff in real time. Mm-hmm. And we did that. We did it a lot. We were a place, I'm not, I'm not aware of everything at all times and I'm not like hyper-politically active, but I do just as much as the average liberal, maybe a little bit more. And this person, Noah posted like a recipe, something like that. And this person was like, and it was like on a day that it was super tumultuous for BLM or something. And they went on his page and like publicly, my husband who never is vocal about stuff, always is hyper liberal, votes hyper, like is every, makes me look like a grizzled conservative Korean war vet. That's how liberal he is. Never has said a prejudice thing in my, I've never heard anything even close to it. And they just wrote, no, Noah, like not today. 
And I will- It still makes me mad. I will, and I remember when it happened. I will never forgive that person. But this person is frustrated as we all are. And I catch myself doing that. I'll be like, oh my God, how can that person be eating that plastic thing? But then I have my own plastic thing. Like everyone thinks their shit doesn't stink. There is a version where you confront that person on DM and you're like, hey, like I am an advocate for this. Like you call, like it hurt your feelings because, actually, let me say this. It hurt your feelings because you are an advocate for that. But then again, I wonder, especially at a time like this now, like if you're not vocal, if it counts as much because who knows in your life who you could influence, you know? That being said, it's not but her place. It's not her fucking place. I think there's different things available to different people. Maybe this person donated a bunch of money. Yeah, Maybe you don't that know. person shared about it and then their friends donated it because they saw the share. Maybe this person was in a march. Maybe this person volunteered outside a clinic. Like you just can't know. I mean, that's the insanity is it's so much easier. Like you said, with the backbiting, it's so much easier yes. to, it's safer to fight with like your own people yes, exactly. than actually take the fight to anyone else. That's why you always see like white young liberal women screaming about Black Lives Matter like, fuck you, white people. And black people are just like, <laughs> okay, cool. Have fun having a tantrum. Just like when you were growing up, it was easy to like lose your shit at your mom, but like not yeah. at the person you were actually mad at. You can, yeah. you can calmly reach out. Maybe you do do other things. You can be like, you don't know how I live. You don't know who I give money to. You don't know any of this about me. And on that particular day, she looked online and saw you didn't do something. And you hadn't posted. How many people did she message? Was she scrolling through her feed? Like whoever didn't post today is a piece of shit. Like, that what being are you said, doing? that being said, and I said this on my Instagram, take a look at the celebrities, male and female, who are showing up for this. Okay? Take a look at people. And by the way, could they secretly be donating millions? Celebrities tend to not do things secretly. You tend to know if you know they're who doing does? something. Who? You know who donates secretly? Who? Sandra Bullock. Okay, great. But I'm just saying, you know, I think it's particularly tone deaf, you know, and I, I, um, I think it's particularly tone deaf. This whole thing is happening, all this horrible new information, and Kim Kardashian has like 15 slides about her kid's minion's birthday party. You know, it's like you have this opportunity and it's not just her, but like with a massive platform to be influencing people who are largely very stupid. <laughs> you know, uh, a lot of big singers, a lot of big celebrities are like, I would check out their posts. And I understand you can't browbeat people and you can't do it all the time, but some people have nothing or it's like a, a platitude, like let's all be kind, you know? And you're just like, the time for that is over. Like you've got to get active. Yeah. I don't want people to like, I don't know, part of me is like, I don't want to beat people to death with it, but it's like, I'd like to think at least on my posts, on my page, the information that I'm distilling out and reposting helps people who may not have access to that information in general or didn't know mm -hmm. they could think that way. So I'm trying to use whatever freedom I have left. So it's tough, but this thing where you're criticizing a random person you barely know, she just sounds like a fucking pill. So Yeah, she's not worth it. Hope she doesn't twist an ankle when she falls off that high horse. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
it happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy and this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around and I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Hello, AIA crew. I, 33 female, married to 34 male for almost 10 years, am seeking your hot take on something that I hope the oh-so-wise elder millennial can answer for me. What does it mean when guys disclose intimate details of their marriages to another female? This has happened to me a couple of times, and I haven't stopped trying to figure out a reason why a married man would share something so private to a woman he isn't married to. So- these are three different examples okay. of men I worked alongside when I was a nurse in the army. Oh boy. Oh boy. Example one. 
One man told me that he had admitted to his wife that he had slept with someone else. Example two, another told me that he and his wife hadn't slept together for months and he wished I could just slip the tip in and that he wouldn't need that much time. That is so fucking foul. (laughs) Three, he told me that he and his wife were divorcing because of her infidelity. He was even willing to go into detail of his wife's infidelity, but I put a stop to it because mainly it isn't my business. As a person who reserves this talk for mainly my husband and my friends who are also female, I found those instances uncomfortable. Usually if it was a female friend, I would offer my moral support and advice, but I'm one who believes that it crosses a boundary when a man decides to share something vulnerable slash personal to a married woman. Okay. These are men I viewed mainly as coworkers and not close friends who I hung out with outside of work. I do not see these men anymore and I'm not wanting closure on what was said years ago. I already get it. I already get it. I knew what it was the second she said it. There's no more information in this. Wait, saw you in Portland back in September, and yes, you did remind me of the Grinch. <laughs> yeah, I got Grinch features. Um, they're hitting on you. They are hitting oh, on wait, you. I need to. Okay, you're saying you, you, you. This is okay when it comes to your female friends. Yeah, because they're your friends and they're not your coworkers. Like, no, this is less no. a male female issue. No, it is a male female issue, Emily. You're completely wrong. And here's what it is: it's okay when women say it because you are not sexually attracted to women. And those, no, no. Let me finish. Those women are not sexually attracted to you. These men are hitting on you and they are saying the things that you say to the women you cheat on your wife with. Oh, she's leaving me. We're having a divorce. We're having problems. This is what men say when they want to cheat. They are hitting on you and they're seeing if you're, they're seeing if you'll take it. That's it. Right. That to- the fact that they're hitting on you, but if that w- if they were gay or they were clearly not interested or they were like you were actually friends, you can be friends with a man and talk to them about their marriage or whatever, but these guys are sharing weirdly intimate details to hit on you. That's the problem. By the way, you notice all three of them have to do with why they're not having sex with their wife and why it's okay. Yeah. None of these were like, yeah, we argue a lot, but I just love her so much. None of us, oh, the yeah. baby kept her awake. I'm thinking of getting her a spa day. That's what it is, okay? Mm-hmm. And don't take it as a compliment because you could be a, a stick with a hole in it and they'd be like, is it okay? I mean, also, wait, <laughs> are, what it, you you even said he was like, could I just put the tip in? These guys, I think are, he was, no, not could I, but he was saying like, oh, my wife would have sex with me even if she would just let me tip in. That'd be great. It wouldn't take that much time. Right. It it doesn't matter. First of all, your wife doesn't want to have sex with you if that's even true because you're repugnant because you're the type of guy who shares this information. Like, you don't do stuff like that. You don't say stuff like that and you're just a gem of a human otherwise. So all of these men are hitting on you. It is completely inappropriate, especially considering like you're not BFF from forever. Um, and the fact that any of those men would be, let's say it's all true and the wives are just not doing, these are nice guys. The fact that any of the men would betray their like spousal secrecy like that. Like I could never imagine Noah doing that. So that's all that's happening here. Yeah. That's, and he would never. You guys look, you're in the army. You're fucking horny. You're away from your spouses. And this dude's trying to fuck. God bless our troops. I mean that with all my heart, but I'm just saying those dudes are trying to fuck. Anyway. Hi, AIA team. I wanted to start this off by saying I'm a survivor of domestic abuse and this podcast was and still is integral to my healing while in lockdown with my abuser as well as since I've been free of them. Eliza, (laughs) Eliza, your advice is always spot on in my opinion. And it's sometimes your voice I hear when I feel a bit stuck. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. 
for creating this safe space where people like me can hear the hard truths, but also get a good laugh. I'll try to keep this as short as possible. I've been seeing my boyfriend for about five months. It wasn't until after our first date that my cousin, who I'm very close with, told me she had been on two dates with him. For context, they didn't kiss. He only remembered her as the one who talked too much about work. And it's just plain and simple. didn't work out. I didn't care. He didn't care. And she didn't care. She did tell her family about the coincidence. And when I finally mentioned it to my other cousin this week, he said, oh yeah, blank's old guy. To which I froze and just kind of anxiously mumbled that they had only had two dates. I know my family and how they like to poke fun at each other. And I never take part since I know I can't take it. So I don't dish it. But do you have a good comeback for Mm. comments like this? Something to shut them down from coming back at me or saying I'm too sensitive? Thanks for everything you do and hope to see you in Toronto. T. Have they done that already or are you just anticipating it? Because honestly, if you've been dating this whole time, it's weird that they bring it up. I mean, you should just be like, I don't know. Are you legally married to everyone you ever went on two dates with? You know, I mean, I mentioned it just as like kind of an interesting thing. Like, oh yeah, no, I saw him, but they're obviously a better match and the cousin doesn't care. But the family is just poking fun because it sounds like that's what they do. And this family member can't take it. To just be like, no one thinks it's weird, but you. Like, you can just <laughs> say that. Like, no one thinks it's weird. I mean, for what it's worth, um, I, I when I met Noah, he was like, we like went out. I don't know. It was the, I think it was the first night because we were like really hitting it off. And he was like, I just want to be transparent and let you know that if this works out, I dated one of your friends. Like, like I slept with one of your friends and neither of them are very clear on how long it was, but they definitely slept together. He's like, I dated one of your friends. And he told, and I was like, who? Like, of, like who could, of my three friends, like two of whom are male, like who could it be? <laughs> and he told me the friend and it's a girl that I think is just so great. Like everybody thinks she's so cool. And I was like, honestly, great choice. <laughs> like I would, I would date that woman if I were a woman, if I were a dude. If I were a woman who identified as a dude. So you just got to get comfortable with it. You don't want to talk about it, but the truth is I would really figure out why and just be like, no one, like, we don't care. Why do you care? Yeah. They're just ribbing you or just be like, yeah, we're all thinking, we're thinking of becoming a thruple. And then they'll be like, what's the, and then say, try saying it in French. Because you're living. <laughs> do you good think, for you. Do you think thruple is one of those words that's the same across languages? Oh, in French, it's trupal. Trupal. Anonymous. Hey, y'all. Wait, can I say something about animals? Yeah. You know how like cats like go in like weird places or like if you're you're working on something, the cat will sit there. Behind me is my blow-up mattress that I have set up with fresh sheets and everything for my mom. And the dog has just like made herself at home. (gasps) Not in- the giant love sack, not in the baby's docketot, not in one of her two beds and not on the couch. She's right on the fresh, clean sheets. It's I wonder new. what that is. It is. It's like, it's like when you, if you're making a bed with a cat and you take the sheets and you like, you know, you, you wait, you don't wave them, but you like, you know, you like, you they go, put yeah. A, yeah. And then the cat has to run and jump on it. Like, whoa, what's that? A new surface. Or you'll see people draw like a circle on the ground and the cat will go sit in the circle. I feel like Chanfu is very cat-like in a lot of ways. She's cat like Chenier. And can I just tell you, I was going to bring her to Vegas this weekend for one purpose only. And that is, oh, I stay in the villas. Her. 
Yes, to redeem her. Do we talk about this? Or we talked a little person? bit. You didn't say that it was to redeem her, but we did talk about yes. the fact that she she was accused of doing a dump and you think it was a bigger She dog. was accused of taking a massive dump in the villa where I stay when I play the Mirage. And at yeah. the time I was so embarrassed. But now that I think back, the dump was too big to be hers. And in the outside area, they have like a little pool that's like personal, personal pool. I found a bone, like a chew toy, like bone marrow stuff, bone, bone marrow stuff. So a bone for a dog, but it was massive. Like you wouldn't give a dog this size, that bone. So I think some fucking giant big time gambler from Dubai brought over like a pack of German shepherds and they took a dump and my sweet baby angel got blamed for it. Or she did it, and I don't remember the dump, and it was smaller, but I was going to avenge her name, and I didn't bring her because it was just too annoying with Southwest. Yeah. I didn't want to go to LAX, but I had this whole thing planned where I was going to gaslight them, and I was going to get to the gate, and they'd say, it says here you, and I wasn't going to bring her, and I was hoping they'd be like, it says here you have a dog on the reservation, and then I would be like, I don't have a dog. Why would that be on there? And I would make it, I'd be like, I would gaslight them. I'd be like, you guys need to step up your staffing game. Why? None of that happened. (laughs) None of that. No one cared. And I didn't bring her. (laughs) What a, what a weekend. (laughs) Fuck all these systems. Mama. Hey y'all. Bitch. Hey y'all. I was listening to an episode of the pod when an AITA question came up about a couple paying Mickey and Minnie to show up at a wedding instead of having Uh food. I wanted to let Eliza know that yes, the dorks who work at Disney World, me, do listen and found this answer hilarious because if you work at Disney, chances are you're making fun of all the weird and cringy Disney adults. That made me want to ask Eliza this question. Because I'm a performer at Disney World, I have high school friends, random third cousins, and long last sorority sisters constantly asking for free tickets to Disney. I save my tickets, discounts, and perks for close family and friends only, obviously, but is there a way you'd recommend shutting down these super rude requests from people I barely know? Love the pod. It's great at helping me de-stress in the middle of shifts, serving my mouse overlord. Oh my God, I love that. I will, before I answer you, I do find it repulsive, but also entertaining to watch on social media, like really boring people who are like, here's what I eat in a day at Disneyland. And they're like, I had the Jar Jar Binks fries. They were bomb. <laughs> Five out of 10. I had like the goofy poop scoop, like hot dog with extra vodka shot. Six out of 10 and a butter beer. And I got diarrhea. I, I, first of all, you don't realize how many, how many properties Disney owns. You're like, I didn't realize that, that like last of the Mohicans was a ride. Um, but I do, some of the food looks, I guess because when I think of theme park food, I think of like sweating my, my, my lace front out as like a child <laughs> sweating through your jorts in line at the log flume like eating like an ice cold turkey leg or like a spill like just drippy drumstick of ice cream a lot of drumsticks and I think it's like super elevated right at Disneyland Disney World? I mean there's a mix you can get I feel like you can get a drumstick but you can also get like a jalapeno bratwurst and you can get like a Jar Jar Binks fries there's something incongruous about drinking there because theme parks and airports to me are similar in that like there are no deals like you're not going to get a discount like everything is full price all the time liquor is already so marked up so you go there and it's like get the queen amidala cosmo with an extra shot of moon juice and i'm like that's like a 30 dollar cocktail okay number one 
what? Okay. How do you know who Queen Amidala is? Why is that the Star Wars you know? You don't understand. As a comic, when you're trying to do references, you just like scan your brain and that's what came out. She was Natalie Portman. She was, but that was like the second batch of Star Wars is. is. I don't know, Emily. Okay. I don't and know Jar Jar. what makes her, me cool. Her and Jar Jar are from the same era of films. Anyway. I think I, that's the last time I saw a Star Wars and I remember liking Jar Jar Binks and everyone's like, we hate Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> no, but what's interesting is the voice actor. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, okay. no, it's okay. not. Back to the food and beverage. Okay, I don't think Disney sells alcohol outside, like loose. Like I think I know they have like a Star Wars cantina. I think they sell That's alcohol what I'm like, about. in that, and you have to get a reservation. I don't think you just walk around with like a Coors Light. Are you sure? Well, someone will let us. No, 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 not a Coors Light. It's always like on theme. Like it's a Pixar Pim's cup. <laughs> I don't know. So to answer your question, this is literally what you write back. Okay, in text and in message, right? A-H exclamation point. I'm totally out of passes. So sorry, LOL. That's not bad. That's it. Like, ah, oh my God, I'm totally out. Um, Totally out of passes. You're just out of passes. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, I'm out of passes. Here's a site where you can get a discount or something just to lead them away from you. Yeah. Is there something like I, I'm out of passes, but I know they all run a lot of promos. Like, yeah. Or like it's a, not on you. Kroger, you can get a thing and then get $10 off like it's Six Flags. Remember? Like, just something to direct them on a different path away from you. I was about to say, remember you bring a can of Coke and you get $10 off going to Six Flags, but it turns out mm-hmm. Coca-Cola is a major contributor to anti-abortion candidates. Not that I was ever drinking it before, but Coca-Cola also owns brands like Dasani, right? Pretty sure it's Dasani and yeah. a bunch of other stuff. They also Terrible own your water. house. They own your house, your dog, and your teeth. So they definitely careful. own my house in uh, Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, for sure. So that's what it is. LOL. Oh my God, wish I could, but I'm totally out of passes. Yeah. Copy and paste that and have it ready. Yeah. Or they capped passes. Don't get them anymore. Also, yeah. Okay. With COVID. Yeah, I mean, whatever. People have to be more comfortable with lying. Yeah. I love lying when it gets me out of something. I lie all the time. Not to you guys, but like, I just lie because- It's easier. There is such a thing as a little white lie. And it's just, (laughs) it's fine. Sometimes Noah's like, you always make up these tiny lies. I'm like, here's the thing. People are deeply stupid and cannot handle the truth. I'll give you a great example. So I get asked to do a lot of small shows around LA and I try to do them and some I can't and some are just too far or like I'm not going to work on a Sunday night, especially when I got back from the road. Yeah. And somebody asked me to do a show and I was like, I said something like, I'll be, because they'd asked me several times and I always try to treat people like people and I finally just went like, I'll be honest, it's actually incredibly far for me. And then the girl just never wrote back. And well, I was just like, okay, fuck you. So rather than... Then now I feel bad and it's just like, just lie. Hey, I can't, I'm booked, I'm busy, whatever. Well, you know what's interesting about all your lies is you're a dog with a bone thinking other people lied all the time. You think everyone else is lying and you will dig in. And you are so good at digging in that I'll be like, I won't have lied. I'll have said the truth. But then you've asked so many follow-up questions that I'm like, did I remember this did wrong? I- she seems it- sure that it's something else. Am I incorrect? It's like, I love that. Thank you. It's like at TSA, we are like, do I have drugs on me? Right. <laughs> do I have them? Did I pack a lot of methamphetamine? 
I just think it's not that they're lying as much as people are exaggerating all the time. And I really try to, and it always comes from a place of insecurity. Anyways, I do a lot of self-analysis. Uh, but most people are deeply stupid and never forget that. And they don't deserve the truth and move on. Okay. Yep. Okay. Now you have a coffee and you sip it real good. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet while introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, and they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable, and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. Eliza and Emily, my husband and I are having a really difficult time trying to decide if we should have a second child. Ultimately- Well, the government will decide it for you, so (laughs) be careful. My husband said he is happy with whatever I choose as it's my body. I always imagined myself with two children. Pregnancy and the newborn period were harder than I expected. I have no desire to do either again, but I'm still struggling. I don't want our son to be lonely as an only child now or someday when my husband and I are gone- I'm always worried I'll regret not having another in the future. We had decided to continue planning on trying for number two in the the fall, but with Roe being overturned and the literal dumpster fire that is the United States, I'm really starting to rethink our plan. Terrified that something could go wrong in pregnancy and I wouldn't have access to the medical care I need. I'm also afraid that if we don't decide either way soon, we'll lose access to birth control. Oh my God. Can you provide any guidance? Do I need to let go of what I've always imagined and stop worrying about my son being lonely? Please help me get off this fence. Oh my God. 
Well, I will I say like you could have goosebumps. siblings and they could hate each other. Well, Emily, you're an only child. How do you feel about <laughs> growing up alone? As a as a twin that doesn't talk to my sibling. Uh, That's different though. I mean, look, look, I had a sibling for a little bit and then we grew up in separate houses. And when we are together, you know, nothing compares to that bond. Even if you never got along, which we never did, nobody is only the person in the world that has that same childhood as you and speaks that language. Um, But kids that don't have siblings, sure, people can be lonely even if they have, they're surrounded by people all the time. So I think it's tough if you had a sibling to think, to imagine childhood any other way. But don't pity this is, I'm just going to say this cautiously. Like, don't pity your kid. Like they're super lonely. They will have friends and hopefully you have other family. Maybe there's cousins, you know, like you will have other family. They're not, it's not that you die. This kid will be like 60 when you die. Hopefully they have their own family and their own life. It's not like you're leaving a baby in a cave, right? To like raise yeah. itself. Don't have another kid as a pet for your first kid. <laughs> That's funny. But Everything that you just said is very true. And for people that are unclear what she's talking about, we're talking about um, in Ohio recently, um, there was like an, ect- I mean, this is not even just Ohio. Women are having like an ectopic pregnancy, which is where the fetus is outside of the womb, basically. And the fetus is not viable. I mean, it, it is quote unquote, like there are signs of quote unquote life, but it could not live outside the womb. It will die there and it could kill the woman. And Ohio lawmakers were like, do everything you can to save the baby, including reimplanting it, which is not a thing. There is no medical procedure. That would be like me saying, well, if they're if they go brain dead, try taking the brain out and putting it back in the head. Like it's not a procedure that's done. Yeah. Um, so I hear you in terms of if you find out, God forbid, your kid had something wrong with it that would make it unable to care for itself, or you knew like it had spina bifida, something that nobody wishes on their kid, mm. you would not be able to abort it. I honestly, I I hate to be like, just move. But like, is that an option? Even to another state where you can just buy yourself a little bit of time. And I'm so sorry. Um, It's the only grace you have is if you went, I mean, California's expensive, but somewhere like New York, is that possible? Or maybe just to have the baby or just for that time, which is so fucking sick. Um, And that's, I can't tell you what to do. I can tell you don't have a kid just out of that. The kid's not going to be lonely. They'll be fine. Everyone, everyone dies alone, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, don't. Actually, that's not true. If you're a mother, uh, you die because your baby should have been aborted and it ends up killing you. So you die with a dead fetus surrounded by doctors who can't help you for legal reasons. Mm. Burn. Burn, Mitch McConnell. Hey, y'all. I meant to message y'all when you discussed Eliza's amnesia when it comes to having seen Book Club the first (laughs) time. But the latest episode reminded me. I just wanted to say that I too had amnesia when it came to watching Book Club. (laughs) I saw it on Amazon and thought that it looked cool, but as I watched it, I had this odd sense of deja vu. A few days later, I was telling a friend about how much I enjoyed the movie, but had a feeling of everything that was going to happen just before it did. Apparently, I went and saw it in the theater with the same friend, and to this day, I don't recall seeing it in theaters. Okay, I'm wondering if you're describing movies that are such a warm bath of a low lift that the purpose of the the move purpose the movie serves is not to entertain with its content but to send out the type of waves that soothe the brain. Yeah. You know like when you listen to a podcast just to fall asleep? 
Yeah. And you're like, I don't know what it said, but it did its purpose. Is that a genre of movie now? Low lift, warm bath. Yeah. Nothing and, really happens. And a sequel is coming, so. I better, I better rewatch about eight times that first one. Right, that you do not recall. I just like that someone else had the exact same experience. That's so funny. I haven't rewatched it though, so I, you've only told me I've seen it. So maybe I, if I rewatched it, it would trigger a memory. Come back to you. Maybe. Do we even need that though? No, I think you're okay. Okay. Hey everyone, love the show. Mine is a relationship slash friendship issue. I'm a 33-year-old guy who works as a licensed nurse for four plus years currently in a five-year relationship with a 31-year-old woman. And I'm also best friends with a 32-year-old gay guy coworker nurse. Okay. So my situation is I've always considered myself straight, but not narrow and have only been in relationships with women. I acknowledge that I have admired other men's attractiveness, but never had any strong sexual or romantic feelings for another guy until now. Back in November, 2021, I moved from Long Beach, California to Phoenix, Arizona for better work opportunities and landed an overnight shift job at a nursing facility. My girlfriend was not enthusiastic about moving out of her family's home to follow me right away, but I was accepted into a registered nursing school and have family in the area as well. After starting my new job- See, see, family, not a sibling, but you got family. (laughs) Then he's not alone. Okay. After starting my new job, I met and quickly befriended one of the other male nurses there as we share a lot of tastes, interests, and viewpoints, and we started spending time with each other on our time off. My girlfriend did finally move to Arizona back in April and landed a part-time job at a grocery store. She works throughout the week and every weekend while my friend and I both work the same days and have the same weekends off when we'd usually hang out at movies and games. Even before me and my girlfriend moved to Arizona, there were issues with the relationship. My girlfriend Uh dropped out of school a few years back, has not excelled at any job she has had, is very needy and clingy, and would not want to move out from her family's house with me as she did not want to pay for rent. She was incredibly upset about my plans for Arizona to where I thought we might break up, but we did hold. That after some time apart would be better off when she finally came here. It's not. She still has no motivation to go back to school or try to find a better job to help with our apartment rent and expenses because my finances can only cover so much. Spends her money on frivolous things and expects my full-time attention between my night nursing job and schoolwork. We've been arguing since she arrived as she is feeling neglected, wants me to drop out of school, so I'll pay more attention to her. Now back to my friend. He works during the day shift on the same days I work nights. We see each other during shift change. And like I mentioned, we have the same weekends off where we would go out. We're very in sync together work-wise and always have each other's back. Okay, so there's a bunch more, but basically- I mean, it's the same information. I mean, I already know the answer, but okay. Right. So you, now I've started to feel a romantic attraction to him that is stronger than what I felt my girlfriend in a long time. He is openly yeah. gay. I've heard from our coworkers that he has started to have a crush on me, but not believe does not believe me to be anything but straight. He's not admitted this to me. I would not cheat on my girlfriend. Okay, I have more right. or less decided to break up with my girlfriend. There you go. I mean, it's, I mean, the what you're saying about her, you are not a man in love with this woman. But I do not plan on telling my friend about my own feelings for him until my girlfriend and I are no longer together and our ties are severed and I've had some Good. time to process my breakup. What is Good your advice on, you. on how I can handle this or am I not dealing with this whole situation as maturely and responsible as possible? I don't want to come off or seem like I'm one of the many asshole men that a lot of your female <laughs> listeners write in about. So your advice would be much appreciated. 
If everything you're saying is true, you are doing a great job. Good on you for, you're handling this beautifully, especially because you're like, I'm going to wait, break up with her process and then figure it out. Because, and then you will resume your new life as a, as an out of the closet bisexual slash gay man. (laughs) Because that is, you know, I don't think any girl could be so horrible that it pushes you (laughs) into the arms of another man if you didn't already have that. Okay. So also she sounds, I understand that she moved there for you. That being said, that is so cringy that she wants you to drop out of school to spend time with her. She is low vibration dragging you down. You are not the same anymore. You are, and usually it's the other way around. It's the girl is like on an upward trajectory and the guy's just like, duh, call Fortnite. So that's my answer. Break up with her, couple of bucks. Let's get you back home. Be like, this is not working. Cut that clean. Do not feel bad about it. She is not in a good place and she doesn't have a job that she likes. So she's not stimulated. And yeah. then you can go up to Gary and be like, I'm into you. Your only mistake, you're you're handling this next part of it very gracefully. Your only mistake I will say is that you should have cut this off before she moved to be with you. you yeah, knew that you was didn't wrong. Like her. Uh, oh, does I don't know if he knew. I have to be honest. I and I think if they He said they were fighting the back then. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, you couldn't have known. It could have gotten better. She could have moved there. You didn't know. But she's here. Look, you don't have kids. You're not married. She has a family home to go back to. And make sure that when you do break up with her, because this sounds like you cannot be salvaged, don't say to her, if you just had a job or something you liked, because then she'll be like, fine, I'm going to go get it. And then you're like, cool, I'll just be here. So you're done. Mm -hmm. um, And you're right about processing. And yeah, that's it. Whether you end up with this guy or not is completely irrelevant because it's about getting rid of her. Yeah. Um, here's what you do. And then when you're done, you invite him over and be like, have you seen Fire Island? And he'll be like, the documentary? And you're like, no. Like the gay rom-com on Hulu. <laughs> and then pause it and that scene where they're in the dark room where all those dudes are fucking and just be like, are you into this? <laughs> Perfect. Cute movie. Hi, Liz and Emily. My friend and I are women in our late 20s. She's two years younger. We've known each other for years and lived together for two years during lockdown. While in lockdown, I found her boyfriend active on a dating app and immediately (gasps) told her. She confronted him and he admitted he had been cheating. He swore it would never happen again and he recommitted to the relationship. They moved in together a year ago and she swears he has been amazing ever since. They just got engaged. I've never hid that I don't trust him. We talk about it openly and she says he has been wonderful and attentive and he's committed to do couples therapy before getting married. I challenged her to really think about what she wants and told her she deserves the best. She says he really is the person she wants to be with. How can I be supportive of my friend and enthusiastic about the wedding when inside I'm screaming this is a mistake? Am I cynical to believe cheaters never change? You know, that's tough because there's cheating and then there's cheating. Like, oh God, how how long were they? I hate to do this. Like, how long were they dating? How long did he cheat? Was this, they, I'm not saying this is right. Like they went through a rough patch. He just wanted some attention. Like what was the cause of this? Because there's, you're a bad person versus I don't know how to express myself. Things can be remedied. You can fuck up and be better. Also, you're in your 20s. And like, this is when you go through so much growth and change, you know? 
if he's willing to do the couples therapy, he's been attentive, he's recommitted himself, he genuinely seems to have changed, I would understand why she would want to take that at face value and see how it plays out. Maybe he really is. He realized he's screwed up and is changing. And I mean, I don't know. It's, I haven't met him. Maybe you meet him and you're like, ew, he's the worst. But I don't know. It sounds yeah. like he's doing everything that he could possibly do to salvage this. You know, it's tough too because it's always going to be in the back of your girlfriend's mind. And it's a little unfair to him too because let's say he made that mistake and he's atoning for it. Like if you forgive someone, it has to be fully forgiven and you can't keep thinking about it or bringing it up. So it's kind of unfair for both of them. But if they are both cool, I think you might just have to let it go. And maybe it's worth taking him to coffee and being like, here's why I don't like you. Yeah. And he'll be like, I don't have to explain myself to you, but you know, and and that'll, I think be, it'll tell, tell you a little bit about who he is as a man. Cause a real man would be like, I fucked up. I would like us to be friends and you should look, you're not perfect. You should be able to extend that grace to him. If he's given you no other reason to think he's lying and you're, it's a, it's a mistake he made in his twenties, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like when I met Noah, he had this like brown hoodie that looked like a monk robe. And I still bring it up to this day, even though I threw it out. It was so Does ugly. he miss it? I don't care. <laughs> hey, 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 fam. I love the show and all that you do. I'm a CT tech and I've been working overtime through and since the pandemic and you've gotten me through it all. So thank you. What's a CT oh. tech? Uh, no one knows what that is. That could be uh-huh. anything. That could be anything. They could work for... Southwestern Bell, they could work for an alarm company. CT Tech could be you work on on CPAP machines. They get them going. CT Tech. Tell me about technology. Scantron. Radio, computed tomography, radiology. The hell is tomography? Come on now. You can't write CT Tech and we're going to be like, copy that, 10-4. Dingle dangle <laughs> over and out. All right. I'm, I'm assuming it's a medical thing. I'm assuming. I will spare you all the boring family details and simply say I'm the least favorite black sheep of the family, both in my immediate and extended family. I'm very close with my cousins and it's always been a crew of us four. Now that the crew is starting to have babies, the dynamic is changing, obviously. The adults, quote, in the family flock towards the millennial adults with babies. The cousin without a baby yet has always been the favorite cousin and I am just me. The cousin without a baby is now starting fertility with her husband. My spouse and I are thrilled. I, however, am worried about what will happen to my spouse and I when we become the only cousin couple that remains childless. Do we want kids? Yes. We can't naturally have them. My spouse is a trans man and I a cis woman. I can't fulfill a full pregnancy safely anyway due to health complications. Well, our government sure would like you to try. With the cost of adoption, we don't know if it will work for us, especially since we can't afford to move out of our apartment yet. And with the current political climate, who knows if we will ever become parents. All this aside, this was the explanation because I know you always ask for more story. I'm worried about what will happen when my last cousin has a baby. I'm worried about being forgotten. I'm worried about being jealous of all three of them and resenting them. I'm worried about the older generation throwing us to the wayside more than they already do. More importantly, I'm worried about the third cousin forgetting me. The third cousin and I are BFFs. She was my maid of honor. We are our last childless ones in a family that adores the babies. Now when she has a baby, I'm worried she'll change and forget me. What do I do? I need some Eliza inspiration, please. You know, when people have babies, their priorities change. Even if you and your husband did have a baby, 
first of all, you'd be too busy with your baby to think about it, but like everything shifts. Um, and so it's, I wonder what it is. I wonder, cause you're saying you're the black sheep. Like, I think you are carrying baggage with you from something else and you're afraid you're not enough for them to care. This is your family and what your family looks like will be ever changing. You have an opportunity here. Um, let's say you never have kids. You have an opportunity to be the fun aunt, to be the people who show up in different ways, to say, can we babysit? You know, I would like to think, and this goes for women with or without kids, that you bring more to the table than just your uterus, you know? And I think you're carrying with you something, and I don't know what that is. I think it sounds like, so it sounds like all the older people in the family want to flock to the grandbabies. I get it. Okay, fine. They're going out of their way to do that because there's so many little milestones with a baby. There aren't as many milestones with you, an adult. So it's unfortunately Mm -hmm. on you more so to reach out to these older generations than they're going to reach out to you. But also like, okay, so they make a big deal. But I I, want to get to the, I I can't, but getting to the root, you're talking about being forgotten. It's not like you won't be invited to the holidays you know, and you can help plan. You call up the cousin and she be like, hey, we want to bring whatever. What can I do? You know, like it does take two to tango. You mm-hmm. know, you can't, and don't, I think if you sit there and you're like, where's my invite? Like get involved. Cause they'll be sitting there like, wow, she seems like she doesn't want to be involved. And by the way, get involved with the babies. Can we babysit? And if you don't want to, that's totally okay. Yeah. But you, I think there's also a version. I don't know what kind of family you have. But I think it would be incredibly touching and I would do this and ingratiating if you sat with your family and you just expressed your heartache and you just said, I just want everyone to know I'm so happy for their families. We want to be a part of your lives. Children are something that we cannot do and the prospect looks bleak, but I just wanted you all to know that we love you and we're here for you even though we're the only childless couple. And they, they'll all be like, oh my God, of course we don't feel that way. Like making your intention known, I think, and being vulnerable like that can be incredibly powerful. Mm. I mean, like one-on-one, don't have like a forum. Oh, I would do it in a group setting. Oh. I would have a PowerPoint. Um, but just be careful because I think you're, I think you're transferring a lot of your own insecurities into this situation. It is going, people are going to be focused on their own kids. Yes. Yeah. But, but if d- you're totally right and all these, and you're the black sheep and they are all not, don't care that much about you, then who cares? Don't get yeah. their attention. What does it matter? Why do you, you think just because you have a baby and they're paying attention to the baby, that's not going to make you feel better about how they're treating you. That still is about the baby and not about who you are as a that's person. That's what I'm saying. Saying you're carrying something with you. What makes you so sheepy? What makes you that black sheep? That's what I want to know. Anyways, you have a chance to be the cool aunt, the aunt that brings cool gifts. You have a chance to insert yourself in their lives. But you also have a chance to like walk away. That kid takes a dump, not on you. Show up, have some cake, hear some stories, get the fuck out of there. Or, and just, or you could adopt like a really complicated pet, like a, like a lorikeet that needs water or like some sort of moon iguana and just, I gotta go. Jasper needs his fixes. I have a fish that so I have to walk. <laughs> Top of the cop. It's the top of the cob. You're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. Uh, my top of the cob, and I put this on my Instagram and I made a little TikTok, but I think it's worth saying just because everything in our economy is so fucking expensive. There's no customer care. Everything's a nightmare to deal with. 
And whenever I travel to different cities, I always try to find like a cool thing. And, you know, if you have a ton of money, maybe you go to like an auto show or whatever, but I always love to find, I've got a lot of little holes in my ears and I always try to find tiny little earrings. And then about, I don't know, nine months ago, I was scrolling around and I saw this video. It was, I saw some ear piercings and I saw this guy named Ryan. Although for some reason it stuck as Randy in my head, but it's Ryan, much cooler. Uh, And he is a piercer and he does ear styling. And it's like a very elevated way to look at piercing. Oh, yes. And I clicked on it. I saw where he was, Las Vegas, of course, because nothing cool is ever in fucking Los Angeles. And I DM'd him and I made an appointment and I kept it. And my family took me in Las Vegas. My uncle lives there and they like all drove me. And you go and I just want to plug it. Uh, It's called like Ember Piercing. It is a gorgeous, very clean space with all this beautiful jewelry in cases, like as if you were at a showroom and he, you send him a picture of your ear and he styles it. He looks at the anatomy of your ear, what kind of cartilage you have, everything. And he says, here's what I think would balance, what pieces we could do, what extra piercings we could do to balance out what you have. And when I came, they had like all these ideas and all this jewelry pulled and I ended up buying a ton of jewelry and I got two new piercings and it was just, and they were lovely. And it was just like an elevated, cool experience. And I just want to give credit where it's due. I ended up spending a lot more money than I intended on beautiful 18 karat gold diamond jewelry, but my ear looks fucking sick. Are you cleaning them all? All your ear holes? I've never been great at that. And my ears are always fine, but they gave me a saline solution. Anyways, Ryan Dreyfus and Zoe, who are at Ember Piercing in Las Vegas. I would say, tell them I sent you, but like, we don't have a deal worked out. (laughs) No. Uh, my topic hub is I saw your baby from afar. <gasps> I looked into her little eyes and I was talking to my mom on the phone the other day and she's like, did you get to see the baby? And I said, yes. She was like, is she even cuter person? I was like, yes. She has a little head of hair. She has little eyes. We made, she's very smiley. I didn't know that. That didn't come across, I guess, because all your pictures are a black blur. Yeah, you can't <laughs> And see that's why I'm just putting together. That's why she's a very smiley baby. Nice She's little, a, nice little thank smile. You. Thank so you. So that was very nice. And uh, my whole family is so thrilled and blessed that I have seen the magic baby. Oh, magic baby. Okay, I'll have to send you some pictures to give to your mom. Okay, thank you. I need it. She's a smiley girl with two teeth. <laughs> my bottom of the cob is, I was having, it's not my parents, just to put that to rest. I was having a discussion with a very close relative and a friend of theirs and, and their, I guess we'll say, and their partner. I'm not going to say if it's a boy or a girl either way. And I always thought this person was very liberal, borderline like conspiracy kind of liberal, like the government's out to get us, but like I can vibe with that, whatever. And I come to find out that they both think being gay is a choice. Ooh. And I was so shocked because it's never... Something that comes up in my life and, you know, everyone's supposed to be political now, but we didn't talk about these things growing up. You would never really talk about it if no one in your family's gay. Like, we all act like we've all been reading bell hooks since we were five. Like, a lot of families, like, these are not the discussions. Anyways, I never bothered to check in with them because I never really wanted to hear what they had to say. But they both said that. And I was, like, trying to explain. And he's like, whatever. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's a sexual preference. And I was like, I don't think you're understanding the word preference, like not even trying to be rude about it. And the person we were with was like, yeah, that's like, I'd prefer to suck a dick, but I'm not going to. (laughs) Like, 
It's not a preference. It's like a setting that you're set up. You're born that way. And the friend was just very, very nice conversation. No one was angry because I was trying to like keep my cool. And I was like, you should just be very careful who you say that to because it is the way you're born. And they're like, but what's the scientific proof? And I was like, I don't know. How does a plane fucking work? It just does. And so I Googled it because I was like, how do you link someone to something to substantiate that? Of course, I never thought there was like a gay gene. The article was like a little nebulous, but it's like, there isn't something that differentiates you from me if you're gay. And it's a lot of genetic contributing factors. So it's like, this amalgamation because they were saying, they're like, we think that you're born as a blank slate and that's why we don't like it when men are super feminine. And I was trying to explain even masculine and feminine is a construct. It's something we made up. Right. And I was just trying to like find the words to sort of not dumb it down, but like convey that you're born a certain way and through your experiences, you come into who you are. And so I think I may have gotten through to the friend and it was just, it just blindsided me. Yeah. And then a sentiment that both of them sort of echoed back and forth in their little chamber was, it's a, we don't care if you're gay. I just don't want it in my face. And they were talking about like guys who were like overly flamboyant. And I'm like, I don't even think, and Hunter's point, he was with me. He was like, a lot of gay guys like don't subscribe to that. Like, yeah, it's nobody wants someone that's loud, but, and glittery and screaming. But for the most part, like that's not what it is. Nobody wants anyone loud, but I tend to find when someone says, I just don't want it in my face. It's actually code for, I actually don't approve of it and I don't want to see it. Yeah. And I'm like, it's actually no, you know, like, I don't want to see gay guys kissing. I'm like, I don't want to see straight people kissing. No one should be uh-huh. kissing. It's fucking gross. But when people say, I just don't want it in my face, what they're saying is I actually don't approve of it. And I'm hoping it will go away in the shadows. Yeah. I was just trying to say like, you're born gay and gay people are as old as time. They won't admit it. <laughs> Tales old as time. I just, I, I guess I was, it was almost, I was like, I have too many words to pick from because to me, these are such facts. Yeah. You're definitely born that way. It might take you a minute to realize it. And I was like, you ever seen a gay three-year-old? You ever seen like an effeminate little boy? You think he learned that? Like sometimes you just is or you isn't. You know? It's just true. My mama cup that I spent all weekend waiting to get this root beer. I was working at Anime Expo and there was a booth near the exhibitor entrance for handcrafted root beer from a tap. And I said, I'm going to get that as a treat when I leave the last day. And I go up to the booth. And they say, that'll be $60. And I said, excuse me? Oh, my and he God. Said, we sell the cup. And then for $5 extra, because you work here, so you get five instead of seven. For $5 extra, you can refill the cup as many times as you want all weekend. I said, well, I'm leaving right now, so I'm not going to refill it. I'm just going to get one cup. And they're like, well, it's $60. I said, okay, no, no, thank you. $60 for a root beer? For a refillable cup of root beer, where then I think I would have to pay for refills, but less. I was like, it seemed like an insane system. I was like, okay, bye. Cup made of harvested organs? It was like a metal, like 
tankard with a oh. uh, with a glass straw, but it was like an open cup. So it wasn't even something that sealed. Like you'd have a loose open root beer and be carrying it around a convention hall. That's no way that's allowed inside. Like it was so bizarre. I was so mad because I'd truly been eyeing up that booth. Every day I would walk past it and be like, oh, and then to get up there and then have to turn around. I haven't had to do this in so long. I'm in line and I have to be like, oh, well, never mind. I turn around and get out of the line and go around Can the I just people say- behind me. How incredibly sad it is that your big treat was a root beer, that you were like eyeing a root beer. That's really sad to me. But also there has to be a term in like business, like forced value, like where, because this happens a lot like at theme parks where it's like the cup is a billion dollars and you're like, but I don't want the cup. We're like, well, we made the cup nicer to substantiate, qualify the fact that we're giving you this cup because you will riot if it's made of paper. So here- yep is a robot arm you can refill with a dollar's worth of corn syrup. They can't have been doing that good of business. Whoever would see a root beer stand and think that's a subscription-based service. That, that I'll have that for the weekend. Like that's nuts. It was like a place that had root beer, sarsaparilla, cherry, cream soda. But okay, nobody's okay. like looking at that. Like I'm going to get that for the whole, for every day. Uh, they are though. Like that, that's who goes to conventions. People are committed into the root beer economy. Well, speaking of economy, you know, I think, unfortunately, folks, a lot of us are just too lazy to have any change. But Google, conservative companies that contribute to pro-life candidates. Um, I posted a link on my story. It's gone now. But there are ways, very easy information to find. And I'm not saying that you not buying a case of Coca-Cola over Fourth of July weekend is going to change the world. Uh, because everything is owned by like fucking Lockheed Martin. But if we put pressures on companies, if their sales do plummet, then they will feel pressure because they are soulless to support Uh the right kinds of candidates. Uh You can vote with your dollar. You are not stuck. And this is, God, of course, some white girl was like, that's really privileged of you. I was like, I'm not saying don't drink soda. I'm saying switch your fucking soda. If you can't switch your cable company, switch your phone company. If you can't switch your phone company, switch your bank. I did that. I fucking dropped, what's the one? Chase. Chase. Because of the, they invest in fossil fuels. Drop them. Drop United when they killed that little dog in the overhead compartment. You have choices. You just can't be lazy about it. People are willing to get beaten and go to jail for these causes. You can click your little fingers and switch your money. And even the lesser of two evils is better. I hate to tell you, Walmart, which we could all guess, hyper-conservative, and I'm so sorry, Target. I know we love to go, but Click around. Click around and find out. Be that agent of change. This dog is passed out right on the pillow where my mother's going to sleep. And you know what? She looks cute. I'm not even going to, I'm not going to swiffer it or anything. It's just going to be a gift from Tianfu. Elegant dog hair. She's going to hear this. Yeah. Mom, I cleaned it. I cleaned it. Folks, I am about to record my sixth Netflix special. I think it's the best hour I've ever written. I love doing it. I am so excited. I'm so proud of it. We will be filming it July 23rd in Cleveland, Ohio. Gene Schmidt, come on out and get a fucking education about what it's like to be kind to women, you godless fucking harpy. To the rest of you, come on out. We got two shows. And prior to Cleveland, I will be... In Indianapolis, I will be in Louisville, Kentucky, and we got two shows at the world-famous The Ryman in Nashville. Get your tickets at eliza.com slash tour, and if you like what I said here, you're going to love my book, All Things Aside, available for pre-order. Do it now. 
and enter for a chance to win an onion. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 